live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and a warm welcome We're focusing on the Relief Network this morning Thursday the 1st of June 2017 It's, it's mid-year already the 1st of June and so it corresponds with the 6th of Ramadan 1438 On the Relief Network this morning we focus on Sanzav, South Africa and especially in the Western Cape We have the Chairman of Sanzav Western Cape in studio with us and that is Malana Mohammed Ashim Qasim as well as Ferris Mohammed, the National Deputy Chairperson for Sanzav But our listeners tuned to 91.3 FM and audio streaming at www.vsfm.co.za I'm your host Aisha Lato. First I need to say an umrah makbul to Maulana and a warm welcome once again to the airwaves of the voice of the Cape Maulana. To our listeners, Maulana Mohammed Hassim Qasim is the chairperson of Sons of Western Cape as well as the Imam at the Siddiqui Masjid, alhamdulillah. And um, as you all know, those Friday Nasihas that we love having with Maulana as well, but importantly, that we have a special guest this time of the year with us, and that is the National Deputy Chairperson of Sons of as well, that is Fairus Muhammad. Fairus, a warm welcome and assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran for having us. You are so welcome. Fairus, when you speak about you being the National Deputy Chairperson, person for Sanzaf. Often I think our listeners would want to know a little bit more about that lady behind the microphone, inshallah. And so I must, can I tell you ladies, she's beautiful, mashallah, inside and out. And that is what I can see and that is what I've learned to know, alhamdulillah. And if you've been to the recent conference that Sanzaf has hosted, you'd have met her there as well. But a little bit more about yourself to our listeners and your background, especially with regards to Sanzaf and finances. Shukran, Aisha. Well, if I can say I'm a retired accountant, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And not a year older than 21, so I don't know where she got the retirement from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think my husband said, okay, do you want to feel you want to retire? And I said, well, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, but my background with Sanzev is that I started with Sanzev when I was very young, I think around about 24. So I've been involved with Sanzev for, what, over 19, 20 years, alhamdulillah. She's sharing her age, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it initially started with me actually doing the accounting for Sanzev, Western Cape. And then subsequent to that, I completed my studies. So I did it very much more on a consulting basis um, for a couple of years until I became an executive member about 12 years ago. Um, And then subsequent to that, I became the national treasurer. I was the national treasurer for about six years. So then, yeah, subsequent to that, everybody, I suppose, move on and, and move up the ladder. Um, I then became the National First Deputy Chair, alhamdulillah. So it's, it's been quite challenging um, being at home with the kids, with Sanzev, because even though I'm retired, I, I think Sanzev is like a full-time job. But alhamdulillah, I enjoy it. It's very fulfilling, giving back to the community. And I think that, at the end of the day, feels worthwhile in terms of what we do for the community. And I think everybody should, um, in terms of whatever skill they have, plow it back into the community, giving giving back of your time. Um, so, alhamdulillah, so that's where I'm at currently. Ferris, you say challenging, but you feel that it's, uh, was it a bit intimidating moving up the ladder and knowing that, you know, this is such a, um, you know, reputable organization. Am I going to do the right thing? Am I in the right position here? What is it that I want to do? You know, we often have goals, but as you mentioned, being a retired, um, you know, corporate woman and coming back into the home environment, but um, taking sense of 
serve as not just, um, as you said, it's like a full-time job, but it's a passion, I suppose. No, absolutely. I think... With everything that you do, if you have the passion for what you do, um, hence me being involved with Sansa for, for so long, um, and um, rightfully you just said that coming from a corporate world and, and moving into an NGO, the, the environment is completely different because you're used to having things being structured and used to having being things done professionally. But alhamdulillah, through the years, Sansa has grown to become quite a professional and organized and structured organization. But um, not just moving to an organization, but one that was very much male-dominant, I must say. But Alhamdulillah, Sansev has been quite progressive. Um, we have a female that's a, a general manager in Western Cape. We've got a, a chairperson in Gauteng um, as well that's a female. And yes, and myself being the dep first deputy chair um, uh, nationally. So. Um, Alhamdulillah, we've, we've, we've grown from strength to trend. As women being in those positions, and we often say that, you know, women, they, they think with a heart. <laughs> and they have that compassion and all of those. And when you're in this position as the deputy chairperson, and I know you've, you've gone up the ladder, Alhamdulillah, does it make you look back and say that, um, you know what, um, this is what Sansa has really done, and this is how it changed my um, outlook with regards, not just working with money, but working with money that is of other people, but there's an amana that you have taken on as well, and that is, you know, that is huge, subhanAllah. That's an absolutely huge responsibility. And if we look at the funds with, with Sansev, Alhamdulillah, we in our last financial year um, audited um, donations received was reached over about 140 million rand. And if you look at the, the, the value of that um, and the distribution thereof as well, I must say Alhamdulillah with, with Sansev um, in terms of its governance, in terms of promoting best practice, um, that is, I suppose, the values that, that I have, and, and those are the values that we, we try and instill within the organization and with, with our, um, our staff as well. But I think with, with, with Sansev, it's not just um, how it changes your lives. I think it's the people as well, the people that you get involved with. I know Molina always says that I shouldn't get involved with the distribution with welfare because I will give all the money away. Because <laughs> as, as a woman, you can relate to when a female comes in there and she's in need for her children, she's in need for herself because her husband's not supporting her. So Molina generally says, no, you stick to the controls and the governance because that's what you're good at. Leave the distribution <laughs> to me because you will give away all our money. So so um, I must say, but the people as well, like I just said, they inspire you. Um, so I suppose that is why I continue to do what I do at Sansev, alhamdulillah. Malana, Sansev has evolved over many years, alhamdulillah, since you've been in existence. And we're looking at you being the chairman of the Sansev Western Cape as well. A bit intimidated because we're listening to her here this morning. I'm not too sure, Malana, how's the feeling? <laughs> <laughs> She must, she must, she's I'm, still I'm, more than uh, yeah, she left the years at home. <laughs> uh, if she's still 19 years, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm 30 odd years with Sansa. I've been a worker for Sansa first. I was opened the office in Elsa River. From there, we became the field worker. From there, we became uh, in charge of some of, the, some of the projects. And then afterwards, we I left into Hibs. And then I became an executive member. Mm -hmm. As an executive member, Imam Hassan passed away, and then we didn't have any chairperson. So, uh, Shoka became the chairperson, Shoka Bukantam, and then I, after Shoka's term, I became a chairperson. This is my second term as chairperson, which is my last term. Since you see the governance, you can only serve two terms consecutively. Yes. You must get off. So, because this far belongs to no man and to no Molana. 
and also uh, which is very, very good things yes sensor is very much progressive sensor uh, is not anti-female and I can like a man accept that uh, with the MYM started this, this uh, sensor they weren't boundaries you know and I can I can vouch for as an imam as an Paulana I we, we can learn a lot from this corporate ladies and corporate men Alhamdulillah. Uh, we might know all the Masail, but we might not know how to implement corporate style into the way Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala and wanted to build this Baitul Mal. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala built and created this Baitul Mal with the aim, the governance was always the, we took a shortcut. <laughs> you understand? So that our corporate paper of science yes. came to reduce those governance. We said that now Umar has put in place. You know, checks and balance? Yes. Uh, that, is, that is governance. You know, transparency? That is governance. It is simple to be, which is a fancy name. But said that Umar had installed these principles into the Baytul Mal. We, Alhamdulillah, uh, am proud. Although we have an Ulamah board, Sit up myself while on the Irshad is on the chamber of, of uh, Kwazulu Natal uh, and Sheikh Faik. We are, the, we are there as to see that, that the zakah and sadaqah be uh, dispatched or the, the Sharia way. And the other part, we follow the Quran, but the Quran says, First, Al Ahla Dhikr in Kuntum La Ta'lamun. Ask those who know if you don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So there's corporate people in the cover I can bounce. Besides them, their the, the, uh, expertise in corporate governance and all those fancy words, they also know a lot about zakah. Alhamdulillah. Well, on that note, we go first. So, listeners, do stay tuned to 91.3 FM. And I'm sure you're probably thinking, Sansa, so we have some questions to ask her. Malana is first going to give us a short nasih, inshallah, and that is with regards to zakah and also definitely speaking about the virtues of Ramadan and the virtues of fasting as well. Malana mentioned earlier on, you know, how he's grown and stepped up the ladder as well as Fedus. Malana, when you were focused and you mentioned that you've been a field worker for quite a while with Sansa as well in the past, tell about the duties of a field worker. I say, you know, field worker because they had the notion in the past and up to now is to verify information. Yes. Person come with all this need and you have to do the home visit. So now you're the field worker. You can find out, verify is it, is it so? Does we go? Do we give the zakat to the right person? And some people expect us to when you come to the office to open a drawer and give everybody cash money. Yes. People expect that. Then they come there, they realize, but it's, it's, it's not a real world. And we have to verify it. Because anybody comes with, with anything, you need to verify it. Uh, those years, they weren't easy to, to go find out on the internet and also. You had to go do this excellent home visits uh, in areas like Menenberg, Nova Park, Rala Park. Uh, if you look back today, it was a dangerous job. Driving with a bucket alone, yes. you drop there and you go find out where you could go in the house between the in the alleys there in the lower park and you you just went there. But because we were young, so we were um, perhaps immature, <laughs> perhaps you know, and you you, you just because all the zeal and just yes. uh, bar you have, I'm, I'm going to do it because I'm working there. Uh, and it was a part of it, the one part, and the other part is to go look who is really poor. 
you know, we, I, we come from uh, in areas, and at times we live in a cocoon. We don't, we, we, we will stay in, in, in Western Cape, but we don't know behind the next part, the next road. You know, so if we know that behind the next road, you realize, but these people doesn't have food. Yes. These people that doesn't have uh, meat in the fridge or at the stove for the past three months, there was no meat. You know, no, no, no sense have come with meat, alhamdulillah. It's like, you know, uh, eat for them. For us, it is, it, is, it is norm. We have meat in the fridge. We don't have meat, we have, we have chicken. If we don't have chicken, we will have fish. If we don't have fish, we'll have uh, chicken necks or, or some gibbles. We have something in the fridge. Wallahi and Aisha, where we come from, where, we, where Sanjav is working, there are people that doesn't see meat for months. Make it easy, you know, people, we don't realize when we clean a chicken, the skin will throw away no? yes. for somebody else is a meal. That's true. You know, so we don't here to make everybody feel bad. Yes. If we have, Allah's given to you. It's your rizik. And those doesn't have, doesn't mean Allah deprived them. De? We didn't do our haq. We didn't give their haq. Therefore, Quran says, In the wealth of those who have, there's a right, not a favor. There's a right for the poor and for the needy. So, therefore, one of the aims we be, we be in Zakafan is that if we can make a difference in one person's life, Allah makes a difference in our life or in our progeny's life. Amen. That is always the aim. It is hadith Allah said hadith a rijalu fil in Allah fi only abd madam al abd fi only akhi Allah will always assist you as long as you assist your brother. Subhanallah. Now this this brings us to intention here, and I think which is so important as well when when you're giving and that intention that you're giving it with. Subhanallah. You know, if it do zakah, your in Intention must be zakah. <laughs> we do sadaqah, your intention. You know, we all read about this famous hadith, which is the first hadith of Bukhari, where it says, Inna man a'amalu biniyat. We, we translate it normally, mm. and Allah will judge you according to your intention. Now, we didn't read the hadith properly. Allah used the, the Rabbi Sallam used the word, niyat the plural. Allah will reward you for your intentions. So you pay your zakah, it can mean, I pay it with intention, and Allah will relieve somebody's uh, poverty. With same intention, it, uh, it, 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 it poverty, it must also develop him. You know? So, so that's intention. It must also develop him, and also it must develop his family. So Allah will reward you for every intention you have in the same zakah you give. SubhanAllah. A person must have the nick of intention. You can make two rakat salah, and you go sit down. And make another two rakat salah from it before the war, and you go sit down. And make another two rakat salah of salt of sugar, perhaps, and you sit down. You make six rakats. You can make the same two rakats with all three different intentions also. The two that I make for Takhidu Masjid, for before the world, for Shukar, for whatever it is. Same to the Kasra. Same as have the nick.
en the secret of intention when you do a good deed. So it pays do a zakah. Ramadan, so I do a zakah. For the Ramadan time, so Allah increased my reward from a from a farad to sabaida to seventy or to umpteen rewards. So farad. Number two, I pay my zakah so that I can purify myself. So my problem of greed, I purified. I pay my zakah because I relieve somebody's hunger. I really pay my zakah with the intention that this money I give will be a development for somebody in his family. And, and you add on, and you add on, and you add on, and you add on, and then the hadith comes, and Allah will judge your amal according to your intentions. It's a plural. <laughs> you understand? Yes. So there's a small thing, but it's a plural how to do it. And it's also at times, they say, uh, don't be a stupid salih person. And they say, I'm not salih. You must have the style to make dua. You must have the salawat and hamd. Thank Allah. And then you, you ask, and they end again salawat, and then hamd. That is now smart making dua. Here we'll be teaching you how to smartly pay your zakah with intentions, with lots of reward. Not for me, for us, we, for Akhirah. As somebody yeah, said this. SubhanAllah. Well, this brings us to a point where we said uh, you'll give us a short nasikh on the virtues of Ramadan, inshallah, as well as the virtues of fasting. <laughs> Okay, first of Ramadan, first of all, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allahu waliyu salihin, wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu sayyidul mursaleen, salawatullahi wa salamuhu wa alayhim ajma'in, wa ba'd. First of all, Ramadan, we may do'a, Allahumma barik lana fi rajab, wa sha'aban, wa balikhna Ramadan. And as Raja was done, we said, Allahumma balikhna fi sha'aban, wa balikhna Ramadan. And as Sha'aban went to its end, we said, Allahumma balikhna fi baki min Ramadan, wa Allah just left in, in, in Sha'aban, place us in it, balikhna Ramadan. And yet Allah gave us to be present in Ramadan. To be present in Ramadan is one of the chances where a person can pack in or cash in so much of reward for yourself. First of all, as I say, when a person does a sunnah deed, Allah gives you a reward of a farad. And if you do a farad in Ramadan, Allah gives you a reward of sabayna, 70, but means umpteen times the reward of the a farad deed, as you do. That's the first part. The second part is when in Ramadan, we have a chance to get Allah's mercy. Now, who needs Allah's mercy? My parents had passed away. Right? I say, Awaluhu Rahma. So the first part is So I make dua from day one till, till day ten, till, till Qiyamah also make dua. Allahumma Rahmuma. Or Allah have mercy them as I had mercy on me when I was small. That's for our parents. Allah, to your mercy, grant my children, my progeny, guidance. Because it's Allah's mercy. Allah O Muhammad it is through my rahmah that you are a kind person. So Allah through your kind through your mercy make me also a kind person. Like you with Rasulullah kind person through your rahmah. And another hadith says, Irhamu man fil man Have mercy on those who are on this earth. So those in the heavens have mercy on you. 
we need Malakal Mout to have mercy on us. We need the Malak of Jannah to have mercy on us to let us enter Jannah. We need the Malaika to make dua for us so Allah forgives mercy on us. So you have all the mercy. Everything is there. Now let's take the simple hadith of on Ramadan, one thing, and that is the mercy. So this lady, it was a prostitute. Very known, very known hadith, the lady prostitute, she saw a dog trying out of thirst, trying to get water. She, she saw the dog, took her stockings, put it in the, the, on her shoe, put it down to the, the well, put out the water, and gave the dog water. Now we don't like dogs. Muslims will kick a dog as if a dog is not Allah's creation. Muslim people hate dogs. You know, because it is not a real animal, it is dirty and all the stuff. The same dog Allah has created, the same Allah created me and you and the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So as from creation part, they are the, they, it's still the same creator. So this lady had mercy on a dog. And Allah was so happy. Just for her compassion for the dog. Now at times, the whites have more mercy and compassion for animals than we have for animals. We think because subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah is the only ibadat. Showing compassion and mercy to an animal is also ibadat. So Allah was so happy with her action. Who? A prostitute. We think the lowest of the people. How does he do it? She uses stockings. No, you don't do it so somebody else's stockings. Right? 30, who should give it to? To a dog. To the worst type. And Allah was happy. Now imagine if we just go upset higher and have just mercy for a person, for a human being. Don't look at the Muslim even. It's a human being. Show mercy. How will make Allah happy? Or bring Allah's mercy? Now imagine showing compassion to a Salih Muslim fasting person. Subhanallah. You are going to yes. Daraja higher, higher up. Maybe Allah won't be happy. So that is happiness. That is pure mercy. Don't give him a whole month of groceries. Just put a date in the mouth of the person. Just give a little bit of water. Sahaba say, Ya Rasulullah. Well, I was can't feed everybody. So I said, No, you don't have to feed them. A date, a date, a sip of water, a sip of milk can break the person's fast. Showing your compassion. I said in the beginning, we know we live a very blind life, a life where we think everybody has. And go out of your area, go to a poor area and see people that are salih making salah. Yes. Clean masjid, mashallah, everything is right. There are people that make a line, some khanas, but there's no magic. As in the mud, also matter they can duck, alhamdulillah. Somebody had to go to the cheapest carpet, mm. you know, and make salah there, and it's good people. And if we can just make sure that what the hadith says, don't change the world, change one person, man. La yahdi Allahu bika rajulan wahidan. I'm supposed to say the hadith, if Allah guide one man, they use the single form of rajulan, rajulunna, and you use the word wahidun also. One. <laughs> just one person. Yes. Just change one person's life. Destiny. You know? 
Allah say, Khairumin Humrin Naimin is better than all the wealth in this world. You will appreciate your own wealth when they say, I gave food to somebody else. Now, this always brings me back to my, my friend, Allah Yarhamu Ozi Uthman Ahmad. And I want to to plan all the stuff. Yes. And you say, Mala, I can hardly eat. It is somebody else eat my money. And you ask, well, what can we still do for these people? What can we still do? What can we still do for the health? What can we still do? Not how much we have spent on it in the... What can we still do? Shows compassion. And Rahma is a sifa of Allah. And if we can, like fasting, it's a sifa and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, description of, of malaika. Don't eat fasting, Masnana. We are doing the same thing as Malaika is doing, not eating at daytime. Now, Rahma is a sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah sifat, Rahman, Rahim. So if we have that sifat, you think Allah won't have of exercising his sifat of Rahma on us? Because we are exercising a quality of Rahma to his creation. So that is a part of, of Ramadan, which is the best part in Shabbat. And I'm sure, you know, just sitting at the radio this morning probably enhances what it is that you probably planning already. So this is what I would love to do. This is what I've learned from Molana this morning. Molana has spoken about the virtues of Ramadan and touched on just one of the sifas of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is mercy. Malana, and you've expounded so much on mercy and that is but just the tip. Subhanallah. And Tasha, we... Therefore, a person can never have enough of Ramadan. Therefore, it's 30 days to speak about Ramadan. We can't put everything at once. But if we do one thing at a time, don't become, don't do everything one week. Yes. You know, it's like taking a whole gallon of water and throwing it on a stone. But only wet the stone. But take the same gallon of water and put a small hole in and let it drip on a stone. It will make a hole in that stone. Because the drip must now. Yes. The drip water, the water, the water, the water, the same thing with Ramadan. Don't do everything this week. Just do one thing at a time. But do it consistently. Al-istiqama fawqal karama. Steadfastness better than a miracle. So I have a habit of doing every day, just making my salaam time. Every day, just make dua of mercy on my parents. Every day, just make this look at one person. You know, we go to Masjid at Maghrib time, people make, make their fast day. So you have other two other people coming to the Masjid, you will have maybe 20 that comes with their own food. Mm. The other one, it doesn't come with food, because there isn't food. So I make sure I take one extra day to the Masjid, or I take one extra samosa with. So that somebody else can also have that, that enjoyment of eating what I am eating. We do, again, we don't realize, we, Alhamdulillah, Allah has given us a lot. And we are fortunate. And we have a lot. Our kids also have a lot. You know? But if I do that one thing at a time, but do it the whole month, Wallahi, therefore, a person at the end of Ramadan, Allah tell you, to ala When you say takbir, it's because of Allah's hidayah Allah has given you. If you did nothing, why we takbir? You don't takbir. It's a Allah ala ma hadakum. It may then make takbir for Allah has given you guidance, hidayah for doing those many things. So if I do, if I can add on one thing extra a day, by the time Ramadan end, 
I don't have time to paint my house, man. I don't have time to do this. My kids sold out now already. I don't have time because at the end, my packet is so full that I must do that for the last days. Mm. As long as if I do somebody else's need, so long Allah will fulfill my need. When I previously, um, you know, focused on the virtues of the month of Ramadan and touched on, you know, one simple, should we say, we can't say simple, but simplified for us to understand, you know, what the mercy of Allah is and what one of those sifas of Allah is, subhanAllah, and then touching on the fact that, you know, we are fasting, staying without food, and such is an act of what the angels does, subhanAllah. Maulana, um, I think, you know, this is speaking about the month, but we speak about the act during this month, and that is your fasting as well, subhanAllah. You know, and the Aisha fasting is one of the some people say much easier way of ibadat. For me, maybe the topic most typically bothered is not, not to eat and drink, but okay, whatever it is, but the act of it because it, it is a, a act, it was a quality of a malaika, of an angel. Aisha don't eat and drink, yes. so we are we are we are actually living a life of an angel because we're doing an act of an angel. Being able to have the ability to eat, yet our hands don't go for it. Why? Because Allah has commanded it. So Allah commanded, we say, Sami'ana wa ata'ana. Right? That's the one part. Being fasting is supposed to be added, hubbul masakin, the love for the poor. Because we are going through what the poor is going through. Yet we have the ability to eat. Right? We are feeling the pains of hunger, what the people, the poor people are going through. Mm. But also, everybody will say, you know, the spiritual part is the best part of, of, of Ramadan. Because, because we don't eat, we only, we don't give food to the body. We only give food to the ruh. So, the ruh becomes tazkiyah, the, the purifying the ruh, because they are feeding the ruh now. We make more salah, you know, in Ramadan, you know. For those who doesn't make salah, in Ramadan we try to make salah. For those who make salah, we try to make extra salah. So, we're actually giving unseen food to the ruh, so the ruh also now flourish and also give more things. And the most naughtiest person, and maybe he doesn't even fast. He, tried, he, does, he, does, he does not eat in public. He makes sure he hides it. So he's doing something good also. Don't say, but Allah can see everywhere. Allah can even see everywhere. But they have respect for the next fasting mm. person. Right? So even the sinner do listen. And the good person do more good. That is the barakah of Ramadan. That is the barakah of fasting. It is the barakah of doing this small act of fasting. But because zakah goes worth fasting, we see zakah first, again, you can get the poor. And fasting, now you're acting like the poor. You don't eat, you don't drink. You know, so one day when I'm working for an Afrikaner, you know, so I put my Ramadan and they say, next what? Next in the whole I take a loaf of mace were on to bogger. What I'm saying is that nobody can understand the fasting of a mu'min. Until you don't until you don't do it, you will not understand it. And if you do understand it, you will respect it even if you don't do it. 
So they, they never thought, because now I'm working the whole day with him, and the whole day he's having his tea and he's having his lunchtime, and, and I'm not taking anything. Mm-hmm. And he can't understand now. Yesterday, we had coffee together for tea time. We had coffee again for, for lunchtime. We had coffee for tea time now. I mean, he told his wife, I'll make coffee. I make that. And now today, Sunday, for the time, I'm having nothing. By the third day, he couldn't keep it by the head to ask me, but if you do it, that makes a difference between the fasting of a mu'min and the fasting of other religions. Because immediately it creates that spirituality and increases. So may Allah increase our spirituality in Ramadan, inshallah. So when the fasting is over, suddenly it's not the same again. In fasting of Ramadan, it's different than fasting other times. But time man says that for Shawwal and all the other times, it's not the same. The Barakah lay in. So if you lose us out now, the Hadith says, you can never make it up another time. You can live a whole lifetime, you won't make it up. Because fasting 2017 won't come again. Well, before we speak about the difference of the fasting, we, you mentioned, Mona also mentioned um, the fasting of other religions as well. So, as in the Quran, fasting has been prescribed to you as it was to those before you, but there's a difference. So, just to give our listeners an overview of what that difference is. Rabbi Musa Salam had to fast for 40 days. Right? Rabbi Musa Salam also had to fast for 40 days. So, they call it Lent. Yes. You know? Uh, and, and other leaders they have the fasting of Nabi, of Nabi Musa Islam for 40 days. The fa- fasting of Nabi Dawood was one day fast, one day not fast. One day fast, it was also, it was also Ramadan. Right? But the, 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 the best fast, if you, be, if you want to be so salih, the best fast after Ramadan must be the fast of Nabi Dawood. One day you fast, one day you eating, one day you fast, one day you eat. Fasting of Nabi Isa, they had 40 days called Lent in Afrikaans, right? So they give up something, but it's not like Nabi Isa is done. Fasting of Nabi Musa was also not like they are doing today. It was more to give up completely something. So they had to fast to get nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fasting was always with the aim, la allakum tatakun. So you make gain closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, become Allah conscious, become taqiyullah. By purity yourself, you can immediately near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the fasting was always different. The fasting of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was also the different fasting where he used to tell the Sahaba that if you do this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you that. And the Muslims, and the telling of the Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was that this be the month and it became one of the arkans of Islam. So we don't believe in fasting as a must. You're not a Muslim. But if you don't say Zakah is a must and a Muslim, then you're not a Muslim anymore. Because part of the account is gone. It's a must to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making this Ramadan a fault for us to fast. If you can't fast, due to certain reasons, you must still pay in. If you can't pay in, you will get fidya. Or you have to pay fidya in, in, in the time when you couldn't fast. You couldn't fast with terminal illness. So fasting is the we can give all the reasons. Medically, it is good. Psychologically, it is good. The aim is actually was la allakum tatakun. So you will be, gain Allah consciousness. Through Allah consciousness, you will be tazkiyah to nafs. You will now verify yourself from greed, get love for poor people. You see all those things happening because 
but the aim must still be, we can have all the new nice terms, the aim must be that I know that it is Allah, and I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to do this, and I become conscious that Allah, I do this only for Allah's sake. Mawlana has touched on our Nasiha this morning, speaking about the virtues of Ramadan, touching on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and also the act of fasting, the virtues of fasting as well. Mawlana, you know, you, you've mentioned so many, and, and, and I think what touched most was, um, you know, the consciousness. When you speak about those many intentions that you can make when you do something, subhanAllah, when you're giving off, uh, uh, off of your monies and you just read one of those beautiful messages coming from your daughter saying shukran for teaching us the act of giving subhanallah and i think you know um we speak about our children and and we're looking at how we grew up but how different our children are growing up subhanallah and then you know we need to be thankful subhanallah you know that uh, uh, the aisha it is so important that we inculcate this into our children many of our kids might not listen to other radio now but the moms are like listening, you know, because they're busy in the kitchen. This must be our turn to convey this to our children. I mean. Tonight when we sit there, even if they don't, they don't give you your envelope, remind them of their zakah, remind them of their fitrah, remind them of giving. You know, Allah's nizam is, you're either the giver or the receiver. Right? And as long as you give, Allah will not put you in the queue of receiving. Subhanallah. And as long as you expect to receive, Allah will not make you a giver of a pay of it. So it's one of the two. You can't be both. So rather than we be like the Hadith said, you know, the hand on top is better than the hand at the bottom. You know, the one that gives is better than the one that receives. Now we can make this our our destiny, and uh, Allah may be poor. And it's time to make dua, you know, Allah make me istighna, Allah make me independent at least. Stop saying Allah may be poor. Yes. Make dua, Allah may make me independent. And I don't have to ask, I don't have to expect to receive. Let me rather be, even if I pay, if I get sasa. Even if I get an old pension, an old age pension, I make sure I will give. And as long as I give, I won't put my hand out to receive or to beg. Rather be other giver. So when people have this, uh, this love, I tell the story a hundred times, and I tell you gained also. One day said in the Ali radiallahu ta'ala, I know somebody came to his door to ask somebody to eat. So we only had in this house, you know, we have lots of, you know, in our grocery cupboards. But they only had one pomegranate. So we gave to the person as sadaqah. Mm. A few days later, somebody else gave him nine pomegranates. So he asked, where is the other one? So what do you mean with the other one? He said, Allah promised, if I give one, Allah give back tenfold, <laughs> not ninefold. Tenfold and more. I'm ten times, not nine. The person did hide the one. But believe that thing. I always used to believe. If I give, Allah will give me tenfold. So Allah don't give two, tw twice, and three times, or nine times. Tenfold is the minimum. And unless that becomes your iman, you believe in it. And when you give, you give to the intention of the, of the tenfold. Then Allah will give you tenfold back. And I'm telling you, try it. You'll see the the, the, the results.
The taste of the pudding lies in eating it. You know, try it, inshallah, it will come to the, the, the result will come and the best will come out of it, inshallah. Um, Maulana, this brings us to the, I think these questions coming through as well already. <laughs> and if we may, um, we know that we're going to be touching on what is zakah as well. Um, this one says, Salam all on board and Assalamu alaikum to Maulana. Question, how do I know that I have to pay zakah? I get my wages every month, but there's nothing left at the end of the next month. Does, it, uh, I, ha- does I have to pay zakah or do I have to pay zakah? Very simple. Reduce your luxury expense. Then do we have something left? People, you know, our, we live such a high life. Yes. And our luxuries and our extra stuffs cause all the things. Secondly, we live in a intra society. And we pay the riba, we take riba, we pay riba. There is nothing left. But if there is nothing left also, you don't have to pay zakah. Right? But ask yourself, is this pay I get paid and the money I get home with and I'm paying out is it for necessary things or is it 90% extra and more greed of trying to live a better life or a higher life that I can earn? I earn so much, do I spend the real amount or is it more on the wrong things and the extra things? Yours are calculated on whatever you earn. Yes. Your necessities is being deducted from the rest. They will ask you, what must I pay? From the excess wealth you have. The excess means excess of my necessities. Malana, that brings us to the question then, what is zakah? I think this is what people would want to know for now, inshallah. Zakah? Zakah is like salah, is like Ramadan fasting, is like hajj. That is zakah, is a pillar of Islam third pillar of Islam. Zakah is that ibadah, you get physical ibadah yes. and you get monetary ibadah. Zak- salah, you can't pay a person make salah for me. I, 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 I pay my word of me and my asafni. That is a, because, it, because it is a physical ibadah. Yes. Zakah is a monetary ibadah. You can't say, okay, I'll make dua and, and, and my zakah is a dispensary. No. You have to take all that money from your wealth, you must share your wealth, and give it to those who Allah has it, you can give it to. So that's the first of the But, but zakah also means that to purify. Zakah yuzaki tazkiyah means to purify. Zakah means to increase. It means whatever I give, I increase my own wealth. Well, and there's one question that says, um, I just wanted to know my mom's divorce now and how um, does the fitra work? May we pay um, her and may I the, the fitra on her behalf and my sisters? Okay, <coughs> we can pay for our parents if we want to pay, if we want to pay for them, as long as the intention is for the person, right? Secondly, uh, we also want to, we can pay our, 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 our children, even, even if they earn a, 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 a salary, we can pay on behalf of them. And as a proud father, we will first teach them to pay themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're a proud, proud child, take my mommy's own money first to pay her fitra. We can sort out our other wealth and our other needs, we can, we can, we can sort out. But I, the, the aim is to encourage the person who's fasting or the person to give. I can give it my, my, my children and, and my parents. But... Am I not depriving them of the reward 
that they can obtain from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by paying from the little even. So what Maulana is saying is that, you know, when it comes to ibadah, you, the person yourself, you're accountable for that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the aim. You know, we can, we can use all this. I don't have, and I, my mother doesn't have so much, and all these things. Yes. If she can afford to pay a fitra, let she fitra with her own, with her own wealth. If we can't afford, we do it. And we be paid on their behalf. Especially with our old people now, they pay, pay their fidya in. You know, yes. we can pay, we help them. But because they are not the one fasting, so let them, even if they are old, even if they are sorry, for little, encourage them to give from their own wealth, their own fitra, and their own fidya, so that they can obtain the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by, by, by just dispatching that little bit of their own wealth, inshallah. inshallah. One is one that says, please give advice to the youth who is in debt and who struggles, um, uh, wish they took... Um, I, I'm not sure, but it's just this which they took shukran. You know, it's, it's so important, and it comes from the parents. Mm. It's nice to blame all the youth, you know. Youth are innocent, youth, youth are irresponsible, youth are irrational. Mm -hmm. If we show them from day one how to budget money, we would have could have a better, a better society today. And because we told them it's your money, do it as you wish to, as long as you pay my, 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 my share of your value and do, you do your own thing. And the same child saw all those ways of getting money, more money, free money, and that made them spend more money and going further into debts. But if we tell them it is important for us, because the youth might not listen today, but when we, as those who are listening, make sure that we encourage our children not to use or to engage into riba we will save them millions of friends because they will make sure that the child will know I can only get what I can afford yes. I can only I can only buy what I have if I don't have I don't have to borrow money and then pay interest on it just because I want to make my car look nicer I need to have a new, new pair of tickets, so I have another card into my wallet or into my purse. That card looks nice, but it means nothing because at the end of the day, I will lose out so much of paying so much of interest, and then I'll do, I will have less of myself, and the other one smiling all the way to the bank, and I will, I will go all the way to poverty. Maulana, one question that says, Salam, Maulana, I'm also a person who don't have nothing left um, um, at the end of the month after I pay all my debts, I says, and after buying and paying, but I try to give sadaqah before I start using my money, alhamdulillah. So that's as long as you give, inshallah, as long as Allah will give to you. Okay, there's one here that says, I just wanted to know my mom is divorced. Look, that is the one that says, Marv, may we pay on her behalf? And shukran, Maulana and Auntie Aisha. So I think they got the answer there after you've explained that there as well, Maulana. This brings us to the question. Um, we, we speak about uh, purifying ourselves. We speak about the month of Ramadan, and this is the month where, you know, you, you choose to give your zakah as well. That purification. Is it, is it um, uh, and, you know, the question comes that, Zakah, is it only um, going to be dispatched um, in Ramadan? What about the person who says, but I had my money not from um, uh, Ramadan to the next Ramadan, but I had it from, you know, from uh, Muharram to Muharram, so what happens then? 
we focused on, you know, when to um, part with your your zakah. Basically, when people says that, you know, but they did not have the um, nisab um, at the end of Ramadan. Um, so, what if it's if my nisab is only due at the end of Muharram? Basically, what happens then? Um, yes, Auntie Aisha. Um, some people may not know what the nisab is. Okay. So, what, what the nisab basically is, it's one of the conditions of um, zakah before it becomes um, liable for you to pay. So, with nisab, it's basically the net amount of surplus wealth that you have, of which your zakah would then be calculated on. Um, relating to the question of the of the individual that's in terms of their period, maybe from Muharram to Muharram, yes. um, which we refer to as the whole, because for zakah to be payable, you need to have it for at least a period of time, um, and it needs to be uh, one lunar calendar. So it could be, an, well, it's one lunar calendar in terms of an Islamic, Islamic year. So everybody's whole um, is different. Um, like the individual said, this could be from Muharram to Muharram, mine could be from Ramadan to Ramadan. So basically what the condition is that you need to have the, the nisab at the beginning of the year as well as at the end of that year, whichever cycle you, you um, determine based on your, on your surplus net wealth. Um, so you need to have it both beginning at the end for you to then to be able to be liable to pay zakah on that. Okay. Then there's a question. Yes, Lam Santi Aisha and Maulana and the listeners. It's always a pleasure to listen to Maulana on the radio. A person is never too old to learn. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant Maulana a long life to always Amen. guide the community of Alsis River. Inshallah. Amin. Then I think there's another one. This is Maulana. Salams in the studios to Maulana. Uh, I only work two hours a day. My husband also working, but salary is so little. Because um, of my diabetes and BP, I can't <coughs> fast. I got a pension. Um, um, a Live at the. I have a pensioner living at the back on my premises, um, and give them a plate of food every night for fidia because I don't have the money every day, and I'm also struggling and got a bond to pay. So some advice here, Maulana. I think that is what they're asking for. You see, also zakah, the Nabi One of the things of the Arkans he didn't do. He never, never paid zakah because he never had enough money to pay zakah. So if you know if you know you need to pay your zakah, if you can't if you don't have any sob, you don't have to pay zakah. Right? Yet you always have intention to pay zakah one day. So Allah reward you for your intention. It's like I don't have money for go for Hajman. And I'm struggling to to, 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 to to get my name onto Saug list and I've all this love to go for Hajj. Make intention. Allah will reward you for your intention. For your, the act is different. For even having intention, he said, the hadith says, you know, if a person intend to do wrong, and he don't do it, the time of doing the wrong, Allah reward him for a good deed. But if it, if it intend doing wrong, and it does the wrong, Allah only punishes him for the particular act. But if a person intend doing good, and if it can't do the good, Allah still rewards him for the good intention. Yes, and if a person intends to do good and he does the good, Allah, Allah rewards him ten times for doing the good. So at least have the intention one day, inshallah, when I have, I am going to pay my zakah. When I have one day, I will pay double zakah. When I have one day, I will encourage my children to pay zakah. Yes, so the intention must be there to have the encouragement. If I can't today, Allah will give me a way in the future. 
appears Zakah or sin to the need of somebody else. Amen. This one says, Salams Imam, I just want some advice. What must I do if my husband don't give me money or nafakami and uh, he gives money to his children to go and shopping and I don't uh, know when I was at the shop. He's so rude to me, he rather confide in his kids and must only do the housework. Allah, Allah make it easy, inshallah. Amen. Make dua, right? And Molana Mufti Ake always say that the dua, Rabbana Habalana, Min Azwajina, Wazuriyatina, Kurata Ayunin, Wajalna, Mutakina, Imama. And when a person increases the love between the husband and wife, the money will, will become shared also, mashallah. You know, so try and read the dua. I can't give you any other advice. We'll be busy on the topic of zakah. So, make dua is a very simple dua. Rabbana habalana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina kurrata a'yunin wa ja'alna nilmuttaqina imama. Allah will increase the love and make him confide in you more than you could ever imagine. Believe in the dua in Ramadan is never rejected. Dua between the adhan and iqama is never rejected. Dua, dua, while looking at your parents with, with the eye of mercy, it's yeah. also never, never rejected also, inshallah. Malala, there is one, and I think we need to go for ads first. So, no, and the is no, not yet. So, just a question here that says, um, if, you save, if you save for Hajj, do you need to pay zakah every year on that money? That is very important. Therefore, zakah is before Hajj. And zakah is before Ramadan, before some even. The money that you save for Hajj, make sure that you take out the zakah every year, as long as the amount of money is more than the nisab. And the nisab today is the amount? Is that today? I think it's around 5,640. Uh, 5, if, if the amount of money is 5,640, more than nine days for a year, you pay your zakah. Therefore, Islam encourages you not to keep it under the mattress, but invest it. So it always increases. Because taking out zakah, you're going to feel it's left. So the ulama explain, you know, zakah is like giving an injection. The prick is sore, yes. but the result is good. <laughs> you, you understand? Yes. It, it, it looks as if I take out the 20 rand now, I, won't, I will only, will only have 980 rand. But in reality, Allah put barakah in the 980 and it goes further than the 20 that you have lost. <laughs> oh, we have the giveaway. So, in the one part, it's so important to have, you know, the old people said, you know, you to pure, clean your money. Yeah. means to purify my own greed and also to purify those wealth I have here. As long as there's a car in it, it's not clean. So I can't use everything. But I think there's a car out. I can now go buy my new TV, man. Because it's not somebody else's money. It's my own money I'm using. So I purified my wealth by taking out the zakah, taking out the dirt, taking out that part that is dirty for me to use. Not, not, not for the recipient, mm. but dirty for me to use. So that is how I purify my, my, my wealth, by taking out the zakah. And what is all left is all mine. I can now spend it for the next year now, before the next year come. But for people that go for hajj, so important. If you have the nisab, you can't take a fitra parcel. You can't take zakah because you have money. Yes. You have the nisab. And if you, if you, if you, if you, if you have money, even if you have savings also, make sure 
you tell everybody in Ramadan, you go ask your Al-Baraka Bank, your Aishas, your Kahisho, your Mustafan, you ask how much is the value of my money, and then I pay Zakah from that money. I just want to know what is the difference between Zakah and Fitra and how and where and to who is it's best to pay? Okay. That is not small. <laughs> uh, Zakah Zaka comes once a year. Zakah is a fard of the, if you have any sob. Fitra is the money you pay only in Ramadan before the day of Eid. Right? Give it to those, first of all. We encourage people to say, Give to those you think is most needed. If you don't know, use it on an organization. And use the organization which is most reputable. Because you, can, you can't say, I'm giving to them, but they, they, they're in Dabani. Yes. No, it is still my responsibility to make sure my zakah, my fitra, my fidya go to the right people. And the right people, Surah Tawbah, Verse 60, you get all the recipients who can get zakah and who can get fitrah. I can give you a long list, but okay, just a little bit of a brain teaser also, make sure you, we, we, we all are on the same page. Surah Tawbah, verse 60, gives you the masarif and the beneficiaries of zakah and fitrah and fidya. Um, there's a question here, and I think we're probably going to ask Ferris to answer this. If I resigned and invested my pension, I know I have to pay my zakah, but do not have any income now. Should I then withdraw from my investment to pay my zakah? Um, that's a very common question that we get. Um, it's very similar. So what we do is we, we kind of group it together in terms of pension funds, retirement funds, because um, those are all um, saving schemes. It's a mechanism. Um, as a way of saving funds for later on in terms of basically in terms of retirement. Pension funds differ from um, retirements in that with pension funds it's usually where it's linked to an, an employment. Um, so for example it's a condition of employment where if you belong to um, a company it's compulsory for you to either contribute a certain percentage toward a pension fund or the company contributes a full percentage um, on your behalf. Um, so what happens is that you don't have access to these funds while you're, em while you're employed. When you reach the age, I think earlier time is 55 or generally 60, you will then receive um, the benefit of these funds. Because you don't own these funds in the sense that um, you don't have access to these funds, although you may technically own it in terms of it could be in your name, but because you don't, you don't have access to these funds, you don't pay zakah on these funds. However, when, it's, when it relates to a retirement annuity, that's different in, because that's very much from as a voluntary perspective. Um, for example, like myself, that's, that's not employed. I have a retirement annuity, so I take my, I've made that decision to contribute towards the retirement annuity fund. I don't have access to this fund, but that was the choice I've made. I could have either left it in the bank mm -hmm. or I, well, I contributed it to a, to a retirement annuity. For those funds, because it's, it's, it was a voluntary decision that I've made, I will pay zakah on those funds. So what I do is, every year at my period of calculating zakah, I will find out what my value of my retirement fund is, and I will then pay zakah 2.5% on the value of that fund. So my daughter asked me the other day, so what if somebody owes me money, and that money is zakatable, but it's not in my possession? Do I have to pay um, zakat on that money that is not in my possession, but it is mine, but it's out there? Okay, with Molina, the joke normally <laughs> says you have debtors, and then you have debtors in terms of families. So. <laughs> 
So if it's, if it's a death from a family family member, um, they normally say, give the person mouth, write it off, and you'll get the reward, inshallah. If you're looking at somebody that genuinely owes you a debt, um, then there are two, there are three different kinds. There could be somebody that's a strong debtor, which means there's very highly probable that they're going to pay you. So that forms part of your zakatable assets. So you will pay zakat on that. Okay. Then you have somebody that's a weak debtor. You're not sure whether that person's going to pay you. They may be in financial difficulty or they may just be hiding not to pay you. Mm-hmm. So the most common practice is you don't pay zakat on that until you actually receive the money. There is a, a uh, difference of opinion where they say well you then have to retrospectively calculate all the periods that they haven't paid you and when you receive the funds you only pay it then and then the other one is like I said where there is somebody that's a complete um, write-off technically where you just write off the debt and so you won't pay back pay. you're speaking about this back pay for all the years yes that's that's the one <laughs> where for example somebody doesn't pay you for for example they're in financial difficulty but they still the intention is still to repay you so you then have to back pay the zakah on that debt. Okay. Well, now we've been touching on questions where you've mentioned what zakah is as well, and we're going to speak about the recipients and how the nisab work, that is what you've mentioned, a little bit touched on that, Fairies. But there's a question here that says, Malana, must I still pay my fitra if I apply or register for a fitra parcel? Okay, first of all, we, we must learn to ask ourselves, do I have food for eat? Because fitra is supposed to, to, to fulfill the needs of a poor person the day of Eid. So you ask yourself, do I have food for the day of Eid? If I have food for the day of Eid, I don't qualify for a fitra parcel. If my children, and I look at myself as a person, my parents is alive. Right? And do I allow fitra parcel to go to my mother's house? Well, it becomes my responsibility first to see to their needs. So it is nice to have a lesson it. But is it fair? Is it right? Is it Sharia wise right? So the, you answer your question yourself. If I have a reason for a parcel, do I have my, do I have food for the day of eat? If I do have, please brother, don't take the parcel. If you don't have, it is your right. It is your hak to have it. But if you have, your children have, you can't have a, a, a fitra parcel in a so you still have prawns and, 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 and salt place and all the good in the man. Okay. Um, uh, is one for you. It says, um, Asalaamu Alaikum, I have a Hajj savings at Al Baraka, and this year I received an X amount extra as profit, which I used to make food parcels and distribute to the needy. Do I still pay zakah on the balance of my savings, Fairies? Um, if the savings is above the nisab and you've had it for the entire period, then you will pay zakah on the savings. The fact that you've contributed or made the parcels in terms of the excess, alhamdulillah, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for that. But the savings that you have, if it's above the nisab or at least equal to the nisab, which today, if your calculation was today and it is 5,640 rand roundabout, then you will calculate um, what your balance is today. If it is 20,000 rand, then you calculate 2.5% on that 20,000 rand. Okay. There is this one says, Salam Zmolana and the team. I had an amount of money, but uh, it was given to a person in need. It was paid back two months ago. Do I pay zakah if I did not have it for a full year? No. Um, one of the conditions, as we said um, earlier on, for zakah to be liable or payable is that you need to hold it for at least a year. 
which means you need to hold it at the beginning as well as at the end. So if you received it only two months ago, um, in, um, if you calculated as a car before and you never had it at that time, then no, you will not pay Zakar on those funds. Ferris, um, quite recently you, you hosted the conference um, you know, on, on Zakar as well, and lots of your, should we say, team members in the community um, attended, alhamdulillah. But taking you know, the topic of Zakar into community, how important is that? Um, as Maulana said earlier on, um, zakah is an act of ibadah. It is a pillar of Islam. So um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to some and he doesn't give to some. So we also understand that one of the objectives of zakah is the redistribution of wealth. Um, and the redistribution of wealth is to those that are most um, in terms of who they need to receive, the most deserving at least. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an, um, as Mawlana has said in Surah Tawbah verse 60, has prescribed who those beneficiaries are. Um, there are eight c categories listed. The first is the poor. That is the individual that has no source of income, that has no means of living its day to day. Um, then you have the needy. They have, they have a source of income, but it's insufficient for them to sustain themselves on a daily basis. Then we have the administrators of Zakar, which is the workers of Zakar, for example, like Sanzif. Um, then you have those whose hearts are being reconciled. Um, the, the first category is those who are in debt, the gharimin. Um, the, the sixth category is those who don't apply to, um, in today's age because it's basically um, those who are in bondage in terms of freeing a slave. Okay. And Molina's joke is always, always that um, paying for somebody's bail is not freeing a slave, so that doesn't qualify as mm. paying your zakah. And then in the cause of Allah, this specifically refers to those fighting in the cause of, of, of Allah. And then lastly, in terms of the wayfarer, who is the traveler, um, for example, sometimes you have many people traveling towards certain destinations. If anything happens to them, somebody steals their car, somebody steals all their money. Um, you can pay the car to them to find their way back home. So those are the categories in terms of the beneficiaries of who can receive zakah. In, in the adverse point in that who cannot receive zakah, firstly, if you are payer of zakah, then your wife automatically is your responsibility, so she cannot receive zakah. There is, um, they normally ask the question, well, what if the wife is the person that is the giver of zakah? Can she pay her husband her zakah? Um, in terms of the Hanafi madhab, no, you cannot. But in terms of the Shafi and the other madhabs, you actually can. Um, so that's the one category. The other category is, for example, it's basically everybody that you are responsible for, like your children, like your parents, your grandparents, um, the great-grandparents. And like I said, in terms of your children, your grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Everybody in terms of if you look at your lineage tree, everybody on your side, like your sisters, your brothers, your uncles, your aunts. Um, and, every, and an extension of that is everybody else. So yes. those are the people who can and cannot receive zakah. Okay. So on that note, we have one here that says, I have a shop. How do I calculate zakah? Okay, a shop, you're referring in terms of a business. A business. Okay, so with business, for example, you may have various categories of, of assets. So if I look at, for example, one would definitely be, would be cash. So, the, um, so what you do is you prepare a list of all the assets that you have and you add everything onto this list and at the end of the day you calculate what you're supposed to pay. So if we start, for, for example, cash is obviously be uh, by default um, an asset that you would, you'd have in your business. And another asset you may have, for example, would be, um, you may have investments as well. Um, so you, you have to include that onto your list as well. If you have stock, 
um, it doesn't matter what the business is. For example, if it is clothing, you buy and sell clothing. So, for example, everything relating to the clothing, it would be a finished goods. It could be the, the end product, the, the, the skirts or the blouses or shirts, whatever you have. It also includes your raw materials. So if you're in the making of clothing, um, like your material or whatever you have, um, generally that you would um, use to manufacture uh, the clothing. That forms part of stock, so the stock is included as well. What doesn't, if, if it's a business, what doesn't form part of your list of assets that you pay a car on is your tools of trade. Anything in terms of capital in nature, like for example, if you're in the clothing industry, your machinery that you'd use to make the clothing, that doesn't form part um, of your list. So anything basically that you'd need to use as a tool, if you had a delivery vehicle as well, because it's a tool of trade, it's a way of means of generating the income, that doesn't form part of your list of, of assets. Shukran so much. There is these two questions that we need to touch on before we speak Zaka seminar that will be happening. The one that says that we are both pensioners, we sold our house and invested the monies, so now we're unemployed, do we need to pay Zaka? Okay, so they currently have an investment, however yes. they live off this investment. Yes. The same applies if you have the Nisab and you've held it for a, for a year, you will pay Zakah on it. However, remember that because you're living off these funds, it will reduce every single year. If, for example, you... But remember that the purpose of, of the... This is not the one in terms of that sold the property. They just sold the, the property and they're living off the investment. Yes. That's it. Okay, so, so the way it works is that you will pay Zakah on... The nis if you oh, if you hold the nisab or anything more than that for a whole year, you will pay zakah on it. Um, however, every single year it will reduce, but as long as you still hold the nisab value, you will pay zakah on it. So the balance that you have in the bank will always it's be, always be um, zakatable if it is equal to or above the nisab. Okay. Then this one says, um, if you have two houses, one being rented out, do you pay zakah? Okay, so with property, there's um, a difference of opinion in that um, you can pay zakah on the value of the property itself, but what's common in practice is that you pay zakah on the net rental of the property. So, for example, if you receive rental income um, 5,000 rand a month, at the end of the year you have 60,000 rand um, income in terms of the bank, however, you've paid levies, you've paid rates, electricity, water, that maybe came to about <coughs> 20,000 rand. So you have a net rental income of 30,000 rand. So if that is the only asset that you have, you have no other cash, nothing in terms of gold, then you only calculate it on the 30,000 rand at 2.5%. Okay. Then this one is for Maulana. The masjid give fitra parcels to people that have murids. Um, they give out parcels to people and family they know, and um, they don't need it. Maulana? Okay. Important, when, when people collect fitra, mm. they are there becomes the wakil of the, of the donor. So the donor gives the money into your hands because you're the wakil. Now the, the, the act of amana lies in the murid's uh, hands now. <coughs> Second, same if you give it to, to Sanzef, Sanzef becomes the wakil. Now Sanzef makes sure it will go to the right person. If you know it's going to the wrong person, it is your duty to say to the person who's giving, it is a wrong that people do have. People are not entitled to that. 
because perhaps they thought or they're thinking that uh, it looks at the person as a pensioner. Because we, we, we are very fond of for the pensioners and all the old people. Yes. And the old poor people, like you can, can hear now, they had a nice package of the, of the pension and they had the nisab. And they, they sold their house and they have the nisab and they have all the money. Right? And, but because I'm old, I'm a pensioner, I must get a fitra now. No. When I'm in need of it, when I don't have food for the day of Eid, then only this fitra becomes eligible to go into my stomach. If not, it's fire in the belly. Inshallah. So listeners, we're going to leave it at that. We will, um, we will be uh, same place next um, next next Thursday, inshallah, if Allah so wills. But we're going to touch on the Zakah seminar that will be taking place with you, Faris. Yes, we'll be hosting quite a few seminars for the rest of the Ramadan, inshallah. However, the, this, the, we'll be hosting a first one um, in, at Masjid Urabi, um, at, in Portland's Masjid, uh, Sheikh Gabriel's. I think everybody knows Masjid Urabi is, is um, anonymous with Sheikh, with Sheikh Gabriel's. Um, Yes, it will be immediately after the Wursala, so it will probably be around about half past one for about an hour, I think hour and 15 minutes. So basically what we'll do is we'll cover just in terms of the importance of Zakah, the distribution thereof, um, the framework around the basis um, of the calculation, um, types of Zakah and how we calculate it. Um, so that will basically be the seminar on, on, on Sunday, inshallah. And we invite all surrounding communities within Mitchell's Plain, because I think that's the only one we'll be hosting in Mitchell's Plain for this Ramadan. So please do come and um, attend and seek some knowledge. And if you have any questions, then please feel free to come sure. and ask. And the time? Oh, maybe uh, the time is just immediately after the word Salah. Okay. Um, I know the, it will be in the masjid, so it's maybe not very conducive for, for the women. However, please do come to come and listen. But we will be hosting a specific all ladies Zakah workshop on the 17th of June at Ipsa, inshallah, at um, 2 o'clock. Yeah, and all the Sakar seminars are free. <laughs> Shukran so much. Malana, final words from your side for today, inshallah. Aisha, I must say shukran to you. Learn to be appreciative. Shukran. Part of our task at Sanzam is to make sure we try to say to the community, shukran for entrusting us with your zakah. Shukran for entrusting us with your fitrah. And Allah be our witness. Our aim is always just to do the best in our capacity to do the right thing. Uh, without Without us, you can give out your own zakah. But without you, we can't give out zakah. Um, it's like a teacher, yes. at times a teacher, thank the student. Yes. Because the student, the teacher without students is a nothing. But a student without a teacher, they can find another teacher. Um, you understand? Yes. So from our side, the Sanjab side, uh, from the executive, from the national, office bearers from the trustees, we would say shukran to the community for entrusting us with our with your zakah and your sadaqat and khairat. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us. Amen. And we Amen. always do the right thing. Inshallah. And may Allah guide us to make sure that we're doing the things only for Allah's sake. Amen. And to add on this, I need to tell you very, very, very clearly, dear Aisha, that the executive and the trustees are not paid by Sanzaf. Alhamdulillah. They are doing this uh, charter accountant, Fairuz, and doing it as a, as a voluntary. And as a, as a, as a volunteer, is doing it. Uh, all, all, everybody on the executive 
everybody under trustees is not paying paid may Allah Allah will pay us somehow Amin Amin and Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Shukran so much Malala and all the best inshallah and um, you know continue to enjoy the fruits of the month of Ramadan inshallah until we meet next Thursday Amin. from myself Aisha Latu Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh stay tuned to 91.3 FM the voice of the Cape